posted on Facebook uh, giving a hint to my wife for Christmas that I want uh, because they're re-releasing the Constructicons no set uh, and to build Devastator it all comes in one set and it stands over two feet tall like the built robot and it's it's exactly like I remember except it's bigger like like the individual robots are like about this when they're like so like your dump trucks about this big right like and by d- this big I know you can see this at home um, so you see what how big that is. <laughs> size of a ham sandwich. Yeah, ham sandwich, sandwich size. <laughs> so um there's also uh the one thing I didn't buy from the comic book store that I really wanted was the Captain America shield. And I wanted yeah. it just for kicking people out of the bar. Like where <laughs> I just like I put it on and I'm like nudging them out with it. Like, all right, you've had enough, time to go. <laughs> Because I feel like if someone tried to kick me out of a bar with a Captain America shield, I'd be like, I bet they know how to whip this. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, they, they're not fucking around here. Well, it's the right size, too. That's a big shield. Big shield. I used to stare at it uh, across the street when I was drinking at the bar that's across from uh, Warp. Yeah. And it was, in the, it was in the window when the new Captain America movie was out. And I was like, I stared uh, at it. And I was like, I actually, I also want that on my yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Is it proper metal? Like, is uh, it? I don't. It didn't. No, look it's like it. it's plastic, but it's got a um, it's like a metal paint on it. I can't remember what they call it. They're actually doing it on the uh, Constructicon set. It's like a sprayed layer that uh, what's it called? It's like it's like a chroming that they do to it. Cool. But yeah, I'm into that. Very neat. Toys? You into toys, Mike? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm into. I'm into toys. I don't know a lot about toys. Not like you do. What's I, that supposed to mean? I mean, I like... I, it's a compliment. I I like toys. I respect toys. I respect how much you like toys. Because you respect me? Sure, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Well, that's all I wanted to know. Continue. Yeah, I respect you. Um. Yeah. So, speaking of Marvel... Yeah. Ant-Man. 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 So... This episode, you know, according to the the world of time and podcasting and broadcasting time, oh, it'll probably uh, it'll come out after. Yeah, Ant Man's going to be well out by the time this airs, but uh, Ant Man technically is coming out in like two days. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I'm excited. Um, I think the casting worked out better than I thought it would. Like at first, I was like Paul Rudd. I was really excited when I heard Paul Rudd. I just I don't see him as either Hank Pym or Scott Lang. Yeah. Right? Like, I just, that's not how I pictured either of them acting. Maybe, well, he's definitely not a Hank Pym, for sure. No. Yeah. But yeah. maybe the third guy, maybe the third Ant Man who, like, stole the uniform. Yeah. Like, he was a bit of a clown. You can't, you can't, for the first Ant Man movie, skip to the third Absolutely guy. Absolutely not. But I felt like he'd be a bad 
Hank Pym and or a bad uh, Scott Lang. But yeah. I don't think he is. I think he's actually perfect for that role. Well, I think that, uh, honestly, when they go to a character like Third Ant-Man, who's sort of a clown, if, they, if they're going to treat a character like that, it's because this movie itself is so hard to sell. You're selling Ant-Man. Right. You can't do it without it being somewhat tongue-in-cheek. You have to have a clown. Totally. Well, so, with the movie universe, though, too. It fits with that. Uh, it, it fits with, yeah, what they built with some other uh, of their lines, but... I think what they're trying to do is also a combination. Like they're kind of blending two characters into one with that, sure. that one. Because Ant-Man just won't be, well, maybe it will. I don't know. But it just won't be the the storyline that people are like, holy crap, why are we watching Iron Man? I can't wait for the next Ant-Man movie. Right. You know? I mean, Ant-Man's just, it's it's more uh, built to fit into the, the world and build out the universe more. I don't, I don't, now we I don't say that without seeing it, but. Haven't seen it yet. I, I I would love it to be a movie where I'm like, oh my God, when's the next Ant-Man though? So like in comparison, Guardians of the Galaxy, when that one came out, it was like an offshoot. Like people are like, whoa, I can't believe they're actually doing Guardians of the Galaxy. But definitely that wasn't necessarily to flesh out the current Marvel no. saga that's going on. That was like, they're taking that in a direction that yeah. will have its own run of movies for a long time. Yeah. Well, it also gave them some freedom. Like I, I remember reading an interview with... Uh, John Favreau mm-hmm. about the first Iron Man movie, mm-hmm. and he was saying how hard it was to make because when you're doing a superhero movie and you're doing the first of the series, you have to do the origin story. Mm-hmm. Like you can't assume that that's general knowledge, which is why they redo it every Batman reboot. So we get it; your parents got shot. Yeah, but he was like, it leaves very little room for anything else. You know, it's like this is. This is sort of like or Spider Man's so half many the times movie, too, yeah. You know, and then he was also saying that he really wants to do the Tony Stark alcoholism storyline, which they kind of hinted on in the third movie, but, but he they never really got into. Like, ran in the first movie, but Hancock had just come out. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, superhero movie about a drunk," you know? Yeah. So, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy gives them a chance where. They can kind of do what they want. Like, there's mm-hmm. a kind of a clean slate for the average Very person. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's a, just a space romp. It's yeah. so fun. It, and they, they could not bring them into the Marvel world of the cinematic universe at all if they didn't want to. Right. And it, right. it, it exists on its own accord. It would I still mean, be fine. If the whole Marvel franchise failed, they could still do Guardians of the Galaxy. For sure. And, like, I think the Avengers is more tricky when they're like, well, we, there are certain character traits we have to have. Yeah. You know, and, like, trying to find in that group of characters trying to find like let's say humor in them outside of maybe iron man yeah well they did they made thor campy they've done a like, good job like, of who, like they have you, you're who but at the same time if you read old avengers stuff it was very not campy it was very like serious yeah like all of the characters were the straight man yeah you know and like for this they kind of made everyone a bit silly like they kind of took like Captain America's naivete of being in the modern world was mm-hmm. really caricaturized, which is yeah. great. Like I think that movie was. But that's more. I actually think that's more real. Like when because comic books have gone from being like that's like obviously so weird, right? Like this is so far fetched. To like then we get like the eighties, nineties, like oh we're gonna get into psychology and like the dark side of things, right? But that's also not real, like. There's only so much darkness you can have in your life before you just go and kill yourself. 
Right. Uh, no, like, I, so I, so blending like camp with real personalities of comedy and you know just being like just being pissed off at somebody or like like some of the general nuances of just everyday life that would apply to a character is what I think Marvel's done really well with the latest movies being like like they'll get serious when they need to get serious but on their off time they're assholes or they're like goody two shoes or they're like arrogant or they're naive naive you know and yeah and I think that the last not to go on an Avengers tangent because this is about the movie we haven't seen but um, I feel like we were discussing after we saw Avengers uh, me and Joe the guy I went to see it with Mm -hmm. we had like an hour long conversation just about comic books and number one have we both went into Avengers expecting Black Widow to be embarrassing for women because there had been so much backlash. So much backlash towards her character in that movie. And I never really under I never got that from it when I watched it. Well with the original Avengers. No, with the, the new one. Avengers. Yeah, so when uh what was it? With Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And the actor who plays Captain America. Chris Evans. Yeah, so he Jeremy Renner said that she was a slut right in the film right because she'd slept with all the avengers and i read all this stuff before i'd seen the movie and was expecting her to be sleeping with a bunch of avengers yeah but she didn't no and also it was not it was not the sexy escapade that i was expecting from right, her the sex <laughs> yeah that comic book movies have become yeah but also like I, there were like talk of how she wasn't very badass in it but what's interesting about the way they've did it, done Avengers, I never even thought of this because reading comics, I have sus- suspended my disbelief enough that I'm like, oh, Galactus is coming? Yeah, send Spider-Man into space. He'll make a difference. When really there's no chance he'll make a difference. No. Right. But in Avengers, what I like is, it's like, okay, there's aliens invading or whatever. So Thor and the Hulk and Iron Man will take care of that. Mm-hmm. And Captain America, Black Widow, or Hawkeye, you go save people. Yeah, yeah you're just you're just doing damage control. Because like they yeah. should. Because like they yeah, can. that's that's it's the smart. teamwork. It's that yeah. complete like I'm good at this. Or you got the brains involved too, where it's like you know Iron Man and uh, Bruce Banner yep. are are good thinkers, and they're trying to come up with also the scientific elements that they can add to or things that they need to do even to accomplish their end task or to identify what that end task is for sure right and i also feel like if before this series you told me that black widow will be as strong a character as she has been i'd be surprised because the moment she jumps on that shield oh when she just points to cap and is like you gotta send me up and she just jumps up and grabs on I was that was one of my favorite parts of the movie actually that was like a great scene she's an awesome she awesome yeah you can't have she's a human yeah, she's not totally. super powered. See, that's that's why she's so cool. It's like, oh man, she's just normal. Like she has no powers, but she's well, she's super not normal, but well, she's got a she's, lot more powers than we do. I'll yeah, tell you that she's much. just well trained and awesome. But it's also like Avengers comics don't have a great history of women. Like there's no, not no. like a lot of strong like no. who else are you gonna use, man? Like Tigra, Mockingbird. You know, well, all the women are just like super over sexualized, and they're used as to be like a like a sort of just a sexual interest for the main the main guy and they're usually like maybe a bad guy who gets swayed good you know like or like they gotta help the like Catwoman and Batman you know like yeah and even like power wise they're generally like Mockingbird and Black Widow where it's like 
or wasp wasp yeah wasp is a good example of someone who's super underpowered and the only ones who like are have powers where it's like she hulk like you're like yeah. this guy but she you know yeah. and it's like <laughs> yeah. almost more offensive <laughs> but we also were talking about race in the history of comics which is spotty like the treatment of people oh, oh sure oh, yeah. but what struck me is funny i've you seen it but uh have you seen the avengers cartoon that takes place right after the first avengers yeah. movie where it's like the same team is but that falcon? avengers assemble i think so yeah where it's like the exact same team but falcons on it yeah mm-hmm. which like is where they automatically lose from the continuity of these movies because he wasn't in them yet yeah and now the character they have in the movies is vastly different yeah and I was thinking about him like, why they put why they put Falcon in? And I'm like, oh, for sure, just for diversity, yeah. right? Just like, well, we should have someone. We can't just have a bunch of white guys and one white woman. Mm-hmm. Well, no, because they, they, oh no. So this isn't Avengers Assemble then, because Avengers Assemble had uh, Black Panther. Oh yeah, no, I think this is a different one. Okay. Um. But well, also, I haven't seen it then. Also, what's weird is Falcon's powers suck. Yeah. Like well, he's he, an underpowered Iron Man in a way. He's got like he's it's got just kind of a technology version. on him to make him fly, but Iron Man can fly too. Well, but also this, wings in a costume. In this cartoon, it was based very much on the traditional comic Falcon. Oh, okay. Where he's like doesn't even have armor. He's like a dude in a spandex suit with wings that can yeah. fly. Mm-hmm. And so he's in there, and it's like he's underskilled and underpowered. But also, what was weird is they made him a teenager. Like they made him like sixteen. <laughs> so he comes on the team, and he's like. Like he's working like for Shield somehow, and then he's like, "Like, whoa, mom, I have to go to a meeting." And like goes to the Avengers. I'm like, "Why are they making him a teenager?" And then it hit me that maybe they were thinking, if we have one character of of color and he is vastly underpowered compared to everyone else, that's super embarrassing. But if we make him 16, and he's like, "Oh, he's still figuring it out." Everyone's like, "Cool." <laughs> He'll get power. But he was like so awkwardly forced into <laughs> so, everywhere in that show. Yeah. The other, the other one that was done was uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon, right? Which is is Spider-Man as a young young kid, but he's teaming up with uh, uh, Iron Fist and uh, Nova. Nova, and there's a couple other characters in there, and they're all a young team being trained by Shield under Nick Fury, and and it's it's technically a part of this Marvel Cinematic right. Universe. Well, that ties in Guardians of the Galaxy and everything, yeah. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. They get into they space like him, that. Yeah. yeah. There is in fact an ep- there is in fact an episode that did the um, the Galactus, and they do meet Guardians. I I think that's not in Ultimate Spider-Man. That's in uh, Avengers, in, Mightiest Avengers. In Ultimate Mightiest Spider-Man, Spider-Man Nova Avengers is good Avengers friends with. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nova's good friends with Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, Nova's very much a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy universe because he's. Right. Like the Nova Corps and the Guardians of the Galaxy, like he is a representative of them who's come to Earth. Right. Yeah. But I think what they're doing is so like even Agents of Shield. Like oh. I love the hell out of that show. I love it. It's risky, but I I love it too. Yeah. I was bored off the off the bat. I was like initially excited, and then I was like, ah, where's this going? And then I think actually that that wrench that got thrown in their machine with the uh, um, Captain America Captain movie? America two with Winter Soldier was like so good for that show because it just shook it all up and it was like oh this isn't going to be normal anymore you got to figure this out fly by the sea your, your main pants. character all of a sudden is the main villain yeah it's you so know? you have you watched all of them oh yeah yeah it's, it's super and exciting super smart like i think yeah. like and and also people are like well is it gonna get canceled is it gonna get canceled it's like it's on abc 
It's on ABC, right? Yes. Yeah, it's on ABC because Disney yeah. owns ABC. It's so intrinsic to the larger story that they're doing that even if the ratings aren't as good as Once Upon a Time, they're going to keep it on because it's telling the grander story. Yeah. And, oh, and if, like those DVD so sales much are going to go. a bigger picture when you watch that show and then watch the movie. The ratings on the show go up after every new movie. Like the Thor movie, Thor 2 came out. Right. Yeah. That changed things on the show. That was the first one that affected the show linearly. Yeah. Linearly. The Dark World. Thor Dark II. World. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's a. I think it's really well done. It's a pretty low budget show, but yeah. not in a way where it looks stupid because well, like, they don't need a budget. It's like a classic Joss Whedon show. Totally, you know, it really plays out exactly like that. I wish. I wish they would stick to some of the, because uh, I feel like the the movies have been semi faithful to origin stories of the characters, right. and where they get their powers from, and uh, actually what their aliases are ac- actually in the comics. So Shield, you're like who is this person? All of a sudden they become a, either a villain or a superhero. And you're like, you were just like trying to trick me by giving them a different yeah, first right. name, you yeah. know, like what's, what's her name? Uh, Daisy Johnson. Sky. Yeah. yeah Daisy is. Yeah. yeah. A good example. Yeah. yeah. So, and even like the origins of it and the inhumans thing, they're still not quite getting right. No, but I thought, I, I, I'm glad they went there. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I think what's, the only thing that I feel like is missing from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general is I wish there were more casual mentions or casual appearances mm-hmm. of other superheroes. Because they do I, that in the movies, but not in the show. They? Well, yeah, I mean, the the last Ca- casual mention. They're talking like the, the mention we're we're paying attention for this guy uh, goes by the name Strange. Oh right, you know, doc- they do the Doctor sure. Strange but reference. That's like, that's like they talk about like the Wakanda stuff. But also, like they're all mentions of things they've already decided are going to be yeah movies. Yeah, but, but in the show, it, it almost feels like even though like a movie happens, that's only the, the only time that they have an idea of the larger world, whereas everything else is still like a weird mystery. Right, and like I I just feel like let's say the X Men movies, yeah, where you have like all these X Men characters, but in the background there's like the whole school for gifted mutants and mm-hmm. you see these people in the background where you're like, uh, there's Kitty pride, you know, or mm-hmm. like there's whoever, which I think is really cool. And they mm-hmm. don't have to be a main part of the story, but they're there, but they're there. And so when you're watching the Avengers, you would think, cause so far in the Avengers, they fought Loki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that it? So like in that world, as far as you know, well, Ultron, Oh, Ultron and Loki, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, there's no, like, oh, the Wrecking Crew are robbing a bank somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where, like... The small case stuff. You just don't see it on the TVs in the background or anything right. simple like that. Or, like, it's super weird how, like, we've seen them... Uh, as far as you know, when you're watching the first Avengers movie, these are the only superpowered people in the world. And, realistically, Black Widow and Hawkeye aren't. So really, yeah. it's like okay, the only people who have gotten powers are Captain America and the Hulk, and Thor's a god, and Iron Man built a suit. Yeah, but it's leaving out like I just I think it's more awkward to start writing people in as new heroes. Well, Shield Shield would be the way to do that. Yeah, Shield's where that should come in, and I, that's where I feel like they're kind of weak at it. 
I think the re- I think it's also hard because like what DC is doing. I don't know if you guys are keeping up with the DC. Yes, team unfortunately, yeah. I, I haven't. Wa- I haven't finished. I, well, I, I'm, I I'm good stopped. with. I'm good with the Flash. I love. I like Flash. I actually think I haven't watched this season much. I watched the first the first few, and I kind of just took a break, and I was like, I'm gonna let it build, and I'll watch it after that. And right. I'm, o- I'm okay and with Arrow. Arrow. What's that? I'm okay with Arrow, and I like the Flash. You like Arrow? I'm okay with Arrow. You're okay with Arrow. Okay. Um, but again. It's coming from it's the CW, right? It's like Warner Brothers. It's like it's just a little bit better than Smallville. Smallville, which I thought was awful. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, Arrow is better because their main character. I mean, he actually does his own stunts, and he's like actually a tough parkour guy. Right. And then and it's darker, but they're basically telling a Batman story. Well, but Arrow's always been a Batman story. Uh, It's never been as dark. Like they're pretty much like it's verbatim. No, I know, you know, but I just love how, like, I mean, throughout the years, Arrow and Batman have very much diverged, mm-hmm. but when Arrow started, he was, when Green Arrow started in comics, like, it was, like, him and Speedy riding in the Arrowmobile to the Arrow Cave, Yeah, you know, and it's, like, I kind of like how they kind of reference that, but they yeah. make it dark like Batman, but it is just Batman. Which is always a good, it's a good trope, right? It is. It's yeah. a good trope to go to. It relates, like, people relate to it because they're, like... Man, I wish I could go out there and just kick some ass because people piss me off. Right. You know. But what's what kills me about those shows is, like, in Arrow, they'll have like Deadshot in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's a Suicide Squad movie coming out. That's like, forget this guy's Deadshot. Will Smith's Deadshot. Well, it's completely unconnected. You have two shows that are connected. Right. And then the rest, like, everything is just so random. Like, it's almost know, like DC y- sees what Marvel does right and does the opposite. Yeah. It's it's well it's it's like they kind of keep half-ass trying to do it, yeah, and they don't ever go all the way, and then they go, ah, uh, no, maybe we won't, and then they go, yes, we will, no, we won't, no, we won't, like that's how it feels the I whole like, time watching I like it. Their all. Flash, sure, I, he's not a big name, but I actually I think he's kind of got some of the charisma and charm that the their Flash would have Arrow had. can be their Arrow too, like they, he could have been a cinematic. Well, hero. he's it was got all, the stunt. It was all fine. Sure. Yeah, exactly. It was all fine enough to be. I think DC and what has always been has not worked for most DC characters with me is that they make unflawed characters. Yeah. In that like mm. in that like okay, Superman. It's like, "Oh man, I'm going to go fight Superman. How are you going to beat him? Hopefully find a piece of this rock." And that's like well, your chance. See, with Superman though, like Superman's also one of those characters that uh we've had Superman for so long like in pop culture. Right. Like we've we were born knowing Superman, and we know how he works, what his weaknesses are. Batman, same thing. Right. Right? Where Marvel, this has kind of introduced us now, and they're also doing things that aren't necessarily out of the comic books. Right? So DC, like, they keep approaching things like they're still appealing to the people that knew Superman from the 70s. Yeah. You know, and they're like, well, he's unstoppable. So he's like... and, and, and But in the comics, things have, like, changed... Both ways, like like if characters have gotten stronger, weaker. Superman's got a lot more weaknesses now. Like I've tried to balance him out as a character because that was a criticism heavily in the '90s, and right. that's why DC kind of lost a lot of fans to Marvel. But was because like, of this. Even these godlike characters are like, well, how do you even write a new story? But there's even characters like like the Flash as an example, where when you're watching the show. Every time he goes to fight someone new, I'm not sure how I feel about the whole science team being behind him in the first place because mm-hmm. that's completely made up for the show. Yeah. But the idea of, oh, well, here's a new rogue. Go mm-hmm. get him. 
be careful. And then inevitably the rogue kicks the shit out of Flash for a while. Oh. In, in ways that are just illogical for him being the fastest man on earth. It's like the guy with the cold gun just shot a cold gun at him and made him ice. And it's like, well, that's like he's Slowed the fastest right man down. in the world. Yeah. And the minute in that show where he learned that he can vibrate through things, Flash is unstoppable once he oh, vibrates for sure. through things. Yeah. Like, well, it's argued, like a lot of people have argued that the Flash is actually the strongest superhero. Right. Because he's faster than Superman. And that speed alone, if he can handle moving at those speeds, like there's nothing you can do to him. He, he, he exists out of space and time. Yeah. And so he's an unstoppable hero. Right. As should someone like Green Lantern be, unless he's fighting people in space. Well, unless yeah. unless he's got a poor imagination, which, right? <laughs> which is basically like, here's another anvil coming at you, boom! But like made what? out of green energy. I'm gonna turn my ring into a gun. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. it, it's but like what I love about shows like Daredevil, as example, is then you're referencing the Netflix, Netflix one that came series. out. Yeah, is they took a hero who is just a well-trained, tough guy. Mm-hmm. And they did what's never been done with people like that, whether it be Black Widow, Hawkeye, Batman, which is they made him very vulnerable. Because so vulnerable. in real life, if you're the best, toughest, most well-trained fighter, in, let's say you're like the champion of the UFC, and you're fighting another guy who's pretty good at fighting, you'll probably beat him, but you're going to get the shit kicked out of you a bit. Oh, he kicks his ass kicked. Well, like, that's, that's my criticism about the show. Like He rebounds pretty quick. A yeah, little too fast. A little, but at least he's getting hurt. Yeah, it's like it's like Batman. It's like he should like if he's fighting like Killer Croc in a comic. Killer Croc should be like laying him up for a while, you which know? He, he has. He has. And Batman's also wearing a lot more expensive gear than Daredevil does. For sure, he is. But like, it's never been touched before. But like in the Flash, for him being the Flash, it's inexcusable for him to be like losing this battle every time. I agree, and it's illogical to me. I'm like. Why you just, if he only, I'm like, okay, he's going to get beaten the first time, and then he's going to go out. It's like Matlock at that point. But you have the counterpoints in Marvel, too. I mean, Quicksilver. Quicksilver's a guy who gets beaten all the time. But yeah. he's also should be able to win. But Which, Quicksil- actually, they did a better job of the movie of showing how yeah. how stupendous he is. Not uh, the Avengers movie, but uh, the X-Men. Oh, he, uh, that, Days of that scene was past. great. It was sure. awesome. That was a great yeah. scene. Was it? Yeah. Days of Future Past. I think that's the sequel, yeah. right? Yeah. Of the of the first cl- first class Days yeah. of Future Past. Yeah. yeah, he's he's awesome in that. He really is. That was a, like that scene was just a, a, I think a movie stealer for him. I'll confess, I've <clears throat> I've always been a DC guy okay. first and foremost. Um, I got in like I had all the action figures in the eighties, and I had like the big uh, Dark Side. Uh, 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 spaceship that held all the guys at, like uh, uh, Dasad and, and Darkseid and it, it made like a it lit up and did a vroom, vroom, vroom with like a trigger cool it was like a motorized trigger it wasn't battery powered and it was awesome loved it I loved all those toys I watched Super Friends so I've always been a DC guy and Batman Batman always killed me I, like Batman the animated series any of pretty much any of the animated series in the 90s that were superhero based DC killed right I thought most of them were really good Marvel in the 21st century has conquered them media wise they have and I'm just really sad to see beloved heroes who I think could have so much potential 
get wasted. Like, did you see the new trailer for Batman vs. Superman? Yeah. What did you think? I don't know. Too early to tell? Yeah. I don't know. I'm sad. I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm hopeful, and I will, I will go see the movie in the theater, no doubt. Did you guys see the Suicide Squad trailer? That looked terrible. Suicide Squad looks terrible. With his grills? Yeah. I don't know. I'm giving Suicide Squad a chance because I want to see what they do with the kind of freedom afforded to like Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. Where it's like a lot of characters no one's really heard of. Let's see what they do with them. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I I hope that there was a rumor going around and there was a memo that was leaked that I hope is a fake memo saying that DC was going to make everything serious. Oh. They weren't going to add the camp. Like it's basically a Zack Snyder, like masturbation fest. Oh. Everything's going to be super serious. It's going to be 300 or Watchmen huh. or the pre- the Superman movie, which was the wrong kickoff for me for this, yeah. for this angle that they're going with. But which I think is completely... That's the one thing I think Marvel has made as a successful franchise is that like, the comedy appeals to the people who don't know the comics. They go in there having no idea who these characters are, and they're like, yeah, that was fun and awesome. And then they might pick up the comics after. Whereas DC is almost relying on people to be like, oh no, we're going to... like." It's basically they're like... Uh, they're treating you know, we saw Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns, how well that went. We're sticking to that. Yeah, they're treating them way more like these icons of culture that they just aren't for. New and just being like, well, we just gotta gotta make it serious though. We gotta do it like dark. Yeah, and that's that's done. I think that that look is done. That was a eighties nineties look. That was like when you brought the the Brit comic book writers in, Grant Morrison, Neil Gaiman, and those guys in to Alan Moore to really put a fleshed out dark character out there they're still drawing from those sources. It's about finding that balance now, I think in movies at least. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also interesting though, that there's been, there was a while where there was no real good superhero movies. Oh yeah. Right. Like the late nineties when Batman starts to get really sucky Mm -hmm. and then you get like, what do you mean? Give a good example of a sucky Batman movie. Every Batman movie in the nineties. Right. Um, oh right! <laughs> um, I don't know. I I thought the first Batman was good, and I, I also I still love the treatment on the Penguin. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, um, but like Daredevil, that movie was so bad. Oh, it was the worst movie ever. Electra. That's oh, that's Daredevil two. Was there a Daredevil? Th- oh, Electra was Daredevil two. Is that what you're saying? Or no. Was there a Daredevil two? There was a Daredevil. No, there was, there was an Electra movie. She had her own movie. I swear then, to God, there was three of them all together. And then uh, Green Lantern, that movie was really bad. That was 2000s. I know. But that like, was, was awful. A, that there was, was like a period. Gross. Those Fantastic Four movies. Oh, what a joke. I can't even believe they tackled those guys if they didn't have the cable. Like, I remember what hate, a, what hating... What one to start with? I remember hating Chris Evans as the flame, flame on, like uh, the, the Human flamer. Torch. Yeah. yeah. And I like... He's totally redeemed himself with Captain America. Absolutely. I like that guy a lot now. Like I'm like, oh wow, he's great. I also love the bold move of getting Ryan Reynolds to tackle Deadpool again after he oh, ruined him. In the really? Yeah. You think it's a bold? You, like you? I like you being it. Facetious? Do you, no, you like do it? Do you like Ryan Reynolds? I think I think Ryan Reynolds, the character he has 
honed throughout all of his movies is Deadpool to me. I, I agree with you. Like but I just Deadpool's I have, a, I have a natural yeah I have a natural bias to Ryan Reynolds because I just don't like the I think you, I don't like I his don't, movies. I don't think you mean natural bias. I think you you you're meaning natural abhorrence. Sure. Yeah. I I hate Ryan like Reynolds. Three. Oh, I, Ryan Reynolds. I like. I think he's. I think he's done like. I, I think don't. he's charming and funny. The only I good don't thing he's him. ever done is almost marry Scarlett Johansson, or did he marry her? No, he didn't. They broke up. I thought. Yeah, he's, that's the only thing good he's they? done in his yeah, career. He married Alanis Morissette. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know that wasn't. That's not a one up. No, it's really not. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like I don't know. I I feel like he is a good Deadpool to me. I don't disagree. That but he's how, a good how are they going to do that story? After, because it's supposed to be set in the same universe as right. the the Wolverine movie where he was first introduced, but he got kind of killed off in that one too, yeah. right? So maybe he'll come back and you'll see more of who that real guy was. Maybe he gets pieced back together or something. Yeah, he, but he wasn't. He wasn't he exactly wasn't Deadpool it, in that movie. He was. Yeah. That, that was not a portrayal of but Deadpool. Maybe that they'll I, call well, it a. I, I feel like it's one of those things where they're just like, "Hey guys, pretend that didn't happen," which comics has been asking us to do for years. I, well, I think they, that they did Wolverine that to the movie, Hulk movie too. Yeah, be like technically exists in the marvel universe right now uh we got a, edward norton's not involved anymore but uh I, I technically think, it's still part of that world. i think that wolverine movie is a whole lot of pretend that movie didn't happen because it was such a terrible film awful every one of them so was. bad and the cgi was terrible like his claws are like moving on his hand and like it's like somebody didn't finish their job they just went home early and they're like that that looks good that looks fine i'm not a big fan of most of the x-men wolverine stuff First class and I liked the I, I days didn't, of future I didn't, past. I thought were were acceptable. I didn't mind his latest, the like the the one in uh, Japan. I, that, that was fine. It was just like it was a lot better than the first. Oh, way better. Oh, I Origins? just thought it. I just yeah, thought it was way fine. Origins. It wasn't doing anything huge with Wolverine, but like it was fine. I, and also, like I find a lot of the X Men movies are good despite Wolverine. You yeah. know, like it's, they're not good because of Wolverine. Yeah, because they're just like it's all so fucking heavy-headed. I think these. I just think there's. I think so the many, ones since First Class have there's been great. Been so yeah, many First good Class writers and Days of Future Past. Wolverine. What's that? There's been so many good writers who have tackled Wolverine. There's no reason to have a bad Wolverine movie. But I, I just think it's like it's interesting in Days of Future Past, which is a great movie, I thought, but they kind of like forced him into that storyline. He was never in the storyline. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, agreed. And they could have had a movie with Kitty Pride as the main character, which she would have fucking. She was doing all the work. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. would, she would have knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Emma Page. Yeah, yeah, she was awesome. Ellen Page. Ellen Page. Yeah. Who's Emma Page? Nobody. I don't think she exists. She's someone. I mean, she's out There's there. There's an Emma Page out there. If I you could email you. us, Emma Page, hey, let Emma us know Page, who you are. Let us know, and also let us know if you're a celebrity. <laughs> Sorry if you are, <laughs> but also sorry if you're not. <laughs> Hopefully, you're doing better than Ellen Page is these days. Um, fashion design, Emma Page. Ooh. Oh, Google guy. Hey, oh yeah, that's our Google guy. Thanks, Google guy. Emma Page, fashion. She's a fashion what? Designer. Designer. She's a fashion designer. So, Civil War, right, is coming up. Captain America: Civil War. And we're supposed to see, including Spider-Man is supposed to make an appearance in this. And we're supposed to see people that, well, Ant-Man will be involved. Yeah. It, it's almost, it sounds to me like Captain America's Civil War is actually going to be more of the third Avengers movie. Because everyone's starting to butt heads and it. it, it yeah, I, 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 it's funny because I don't know how you do Civil War without Speedball. 
But I think that speedball thing was the worst part of the Civil War comic series. Mm-hmm. You know, but like it's so integral to it. Like he caused it for the most part. But it was really dumb. It was dumb. So, but I feel like they can, they can, I mean, this, that's the whole thing with this Marvel universe is they just take out all of that and they just yeah. rewrite it the way it's going to be good. Like, <laughs> I mean, the, obviously the, the, it, the dominoes are aligned right now where you have people who are realizing their powers and like Iron Man's always, obviously had a bit of a character change in Avengers two. Yeah. So he's seeing like the potential for problems with all of these new super powered things happening. Oh, I mean, and, and so it's set up. I don't think it you is. need all the seeds were sown in adventures too. Like yeah. there's so much of that there. Also, hold on a brief sidebar here, but the kill count in Avengers two was shocking. Yeah. Like just a casual kill count. Like in the opening scene where there's like fighting the military, yeah. like mm-hmm. a military. And it's like, Hulk jumps on a tank and punches a guy 50 yards. And I'm like, oh, well, he's dead. He's not like, alive. He just killed that man. Yeah. And like Hawkeye shooting like explosive arrows into bunkers and like Thor's hitting a guy, like a guy like me with a hammer, like his hammer, a god is hitting yeah. me with a hammer. Yeah, like, but you're not alive anymore. I just, I mean, that's where the DC altruism, you know, comes through. I don't think the Avengers really had, oh, you killed him kind of thing. When there, they went to battle, a, they no, went into I battle. don't kill people. Right, no, no. Some of them, are, like Captain America is a little different on that. Like he'll try not to, but they, they also treat it like battle is battle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, Thor, Thor's killed how many people in yeah, his war life? war is war with him. He's killed how many creatures and alien different things? It's just like, it, it starts that up on you where like, well, they just killed a bunch of dudes who are just like working for the country. Then they, they made just, a joke with each other. Well, they, right. didn't, they didn't kill as many people as uh, Superman did in the Superman movie. Oh, in Metropolis. The new Man of Steel. You didn't see Man of Steel? Didn't oh, you're it. very devoted to Marvel, hey? No, it's just I can't watch Superman or read Superman anything. Mm, not a fan. I, I don't get it. There I was parts that were good, people. and there was parts that were just. I think the appeal is horseshit. every little boy wanting to be Superman, like that's, or every boy and girl like wanting to be all powerful. Yeah, but I, the other thing that's bothering me, I think, about DC is and the Suicide Squad. I don't know how it's going to work out, but when you're doing Batman and when you're doing. Superman, and when you're doing the Avengers and Captain America, there's so much on the line as far as ruining that character's popularity or mm-hmm. ruining their legacy. And you can see, like, when you read interviews with Grant Morrison about when he wrote Batman, up until his last crack at Batman, mm-hmm. it's sort of like, well, it kind of sucks because you can only do so much because there's so much continuity that you have to adhere to and personality you have to adhere to that there's a lot of great one-off storylines that I don't know why at this point everyone's so comics horny for like Hollywood to take on comics. It's like, why not do Old Man Logan? Oh, yeah. Right? Like if you're trying to sell Wolverine, why not do Old Man I Logan? I agree. Yeah. Why, like, why not do like like when DC went uh, and they're like, we realize we have too many continuity issues so we're going to develop the Vertigo line. Right. And yeah. some of our characters are in both. But we do these one-offs on Vertigo that are just like one story doesn't necessarily affect the larger universe that we're also continuing with. Yeah. yeah. Or like, why not do like Kingdom Come? That'd be amazing. Kingdom Come would be amazing. You know what? You know what would be amazing? Also, All-Star Superman. Oh, 
it'd be brilliant. All Star Superman is a great that story. That would be an awesome. They movie. did a good animated film. Yeah, it was but good. that would be a, a fantastic. Like, because again, DC characters, everyone knows. There's no need for origin anymore. Yeah, everyone knows. If you don't know them, then you're such a minority of the population that we don't care if we get your movie dollars. Yeah, but like you do a story like All Star Superman, where it's literally a ongoing like Superman dealing with the people and that he cares about before he dies because he knows he's going to die. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just there's so many reboots and everything that mm-hmm. it's like when you're rebooting Superman, it's like, oh, they're rebooting Superman. Well, I guess he's got to fight Lex Luthor or Zod. Yeah. You know, I'm like, that's what you got to do. And it's like, oh, Batman again? Well, I have to fight the Joker because that's the villain, you mm-hmm. know? And like, Although it seems like they're skipping that in this new Batman thing. Yeah. It seemed to me like when I watched the Batman versus Superman uh, trailer, like there's a it looks like an old Joker costume or something that's in the Batcave. It you, like you see it in the film, and then this is just me picking the the trailer apart. But you see like it's got the ha ha ha. It's an old the, Robin costume, and it the says green one? yeah, and it says ha ha ha. I got the last laugh or something. Oh, so they're, refer- the they're referencing, yeah, okay, the the death of Robin. Well, if you look at the Suicide Squad trailer, you have Batman on the top of Joker's car riding around town in it while yeah. Joker's, like, having a good time with Harlequin. And, like, so I think they're already setting it off as, like, they're old. It's old hat. Like, they're already old enemies. It's not a big deal. It's a small Which part Which is good because I don't want to see Jared Leto as a main villain in anything. Yeah. yeah, but it's. I think it's like it'd be interesting just to be like this one's Kingdom Come, and Magog is the main villain. Yeah, you know, and it's like who? It's oh, like, well, it doesn't fucking matter because the movie's gonna be great. But skipping over the obvious, skipping like, over. Superman's uh, never gotten to. Uh, uh, what's his name? The guy who killed him. Brain fart. Who killed Superman? Um, oh, uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah, Doomsday. Doomsday yeah. Yeah, and like Batman, like you have all these villains like that they've never touched, you know, like Clayface and Killer Croc, and you know, like these Solomon are, Grundy, Solomon Grundy, like yeah. classic villains that they've never gotten near. Yeah. But look at Spider Man, how many times have they revamped that too? Yeah, and he has a lot of like, and they're revamping again, and they're saying they're not doing an origin story, but. And Spider Man's the we'll one. See, I guess. I, I feel like I always feel like Doctor Octopus was an overrated villain, but he has so many casual villains. The guys who he just like. Oh, every day he on the catches street, them the, every the like. Weirdos. Oh, caught yeah. the shocker again. Oh, yeah. I caught the eel and I caught the wizard. Yeah, and scorpion. And like have him fight all those guys really church. casually. Yeah. Like in the movie, why not have that? Or the Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew. Yeah, that's a great crew. That uh, he used to always go up against. Yeah, and Thor too. Thor and the Russian crew always used to go up yeah. against each other. Yeah, and I just think there's series like Runaways. Like Runaways is made to be adapted into a TV show. Oh, for sure. And that like there's so many great potential TV shows that I think they should really run with it. You know, mm-hmm. like and you see like the TV series they're making. Like Constantine sucked. Oh yeah. The main guy was good, but the story writing was terrible. Terrible. It really didn't suck as much as the movie. No, no. No, it really didn't. But it's also... Constantine's a weird character. He's a pretty niche character. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like there's other things you could do. Well, I think Constantine would have done well if they were uh, not appealing necessarily to the comic book guys, but 
getting into like the people like Supernatural and X Files and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, that darker. Yeah, and I don't think it was dark enough. Not not at all. The show was not dark enough. No, and I mean, there's. I think that there's. They're doing. They're doing. Um. Sandman. Yeah. As a movie, and they're doing American Gods as a TV series, which is amazing. I yeah. was. I'm so. And excited Preacher. To see that. Preacher is a Preacher's TV coming out on Preacher, Stars or USA Network, I think. It's one of them. Yeah. But I, it's it's really a, I don't know. I feel like the, you have to do this fine balance when you're doing like Gotham, which yeah. we haven't talked about yet. The only one we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel about it? I only watched I the first episode. I hated it at first. I've heard it got great. I haven't but touched I, it yet. I liked it as it went on. I, I was actually, I, I liked some of the Bruce Wayne focused episodes when he's dealing with Catwoman as a, you know, he's a young kid and he's, a, you can see him. I, I, I like seeing him deal with his torment. Commissioner Gordon is, I don't know. I feel like the rules are set up against him so much that I'm surprised he's gotten as far as he has. Yeah. And they, I mean, they pull him out and he becomes a security guard guard at the new Arkham asylum, but then he gets his way back in like within two episodes and I was like, ah, I don't know. I think I think he would have been shot so long ago, given how dark they've created <laughs> yeah. the city. That there's no way he would live through this. Well, and the Barbara Gordon stuff. Oh, just let him, just let him date that forensic coroner, and just let her like. And I know like they've made Barbara Gordon such a dislikable character. Absolutely. Uh, but I she's awful. I yeah, also I also think that it's. I know a lot of people comic guys who I know who had a problem with Gotham because they were really trying to force Batman characters into it. Like oh, where it sure. didn't, because it's a detective Poison show. Ivy is a little girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was like to get people hooked, people who are watching Gotham, not looking for a good detective show, but looking for like, Oh, I like the Batman movies. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be like, Oh, the girl watering the plants name is Ivy. Uh? Oh, and they, but you know? why'd they change your name so much, too? I don't know. Like, it makes no sense. No, it makes no sense. It's another thing that, like, DC seems to do with their TV stuff. It's like, I don't know if it's because it's on a new network that they their, their uh, naming rights are so complicated that they have to uh, change things slightly just to be able to get the show on without a lawsuit from, you know, multiple companies. I would assume Marvel's dealing with that more than DC ever did because they kept things pretty close to home. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I feel like there's a lot of... Uh, what what excites me about watching these TV shows, whether it be... And as much as they're good shows, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., every episode I'm like, I wonder if they're going to have another character that I recognize. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm like peeking in the background like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, it's the Absorbing Man. Cool. Yeah, they've really focused on this guy and you quickly Wikipedia to be like... Yeah, I always have my phone That name sounds familiar. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every episode. And actually one day I was watching Flash. I watched Flash Flash pretty religiously. Mm-hmm. And then one day I was in bed watching it and Shalam was asleep. And these are the shows I watch when she's sleeping because yeah. she hates them. Mm-hmm. She likes good TV. She hates superhero shows mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she loved Daredevil. She likes iZombie, mm-hmm. but not much more. So I'm watching an episode. I think it's the Grodd episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. Gorilla Grodd. And Grodd comes in and I don't know, or like uh, the detective guy says something, some joke about gorillas. And then she just kind of woke out of her sleep briefly and just went, this show is stupid. And then fell back asleep. 
And this is like one of the later season episodes. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, holy shit, this show is stupid. She just broke you out of your bubble. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm There's watching. There's something to be said about the bubble, though. It's sometimes it's nice to be in the bubble. Anything on the CW, any of those shows, you got to like suspend a lot of disbelief. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think it, what hit me is every episode I'm watching being like, who are they going to introduce tonight? Who are they going to introduce tonight? What rogue is he going to fight? And then I'm like, ah, shitty version of the wizard. And the next episode, <laughs> I'm like, oh, who's he going to fight? Who's he going to fight? It's like, oh, shitty version of whoever. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, it's so many shitty versions of things. Like, the guy from Prison Break who plays Captain Cold. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck me, I don't want to have another villain who talks like this. Like, I don't want that anymore, yeah. you know? Which well, is, and even his, what, what's his uh, guy, the flame guy? What's his name? Oh, hey, Fire Firestorm? Fire, or Fire, Firestorm. Firebug. Right. Not Hire Me. Oh, the, the rogue. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Firebug? Mm, what is it? I can't remember. Uh, we're losing nude po- nerd points here. Nude points. We're not losing nude points, actually, for the folks at home. All naked. Uh, we're fully naked <laughs> at this point after talking about comic books for longer than we actually talked about things that real, really matter in the world. Well, that's why this will probably be extension material. <laughs> this is yeah. definitely going to be extension. I think as soon as we finish Book of Questions, we entered into extension material. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's... I, I don't know. I, I just feel like uh, there's certain shows that have, and movies that have avoided that. Mm-hmm. Like the very typical villain. Like, I thought Kingpin and Daredevil was really well done. It was creepy, and... Mm. I had problems with Kingpin. I had problems with Kingpin. Really? I, yeah. thought, I thought they made him too much of like a... I wanted like, him he, to take command more. Yeah, he was he he was too much of like a mentally ill child to be like. Uh, he he's supposed to be smarter and more calculated. I wanted I couldn't believe that he became a kingpin oh, okay, with I his get character. It. I you get know, it. like yeah. too hesitant like, to begin with. He was too like yeah he was too angry about you hurt her like. <laughs> yeah, he reminded me of like of mice and men. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, exactly. Good point. Good exactly. Point. exactly. You know. Like, yeah. But I, I thought it was at least like the, I'm tired of just the very. Oh, and I loved Ultron for that reason. I love Ultron's Ultron. voice blew my mind. In I, act, I hated it in the trailer, but then when I saw it in the movie, James Spader. James Spader is so good. And I thought, I honestly thought they were going to make him talk like Starscream from the Transformers cartoon. Oh. Right? Like just like a typical evil robot yeah. voice. Yeah. But James Spader, that was the best choice. Yeah. Absolutely. Great cast. And it also made sense given how eloquent Jarvis is yeah absolutely that's why right they were good. so Jarvis like also like played by um what's his name uh Bethany that's his Paul last Bethany. name Paul Bethany yeah who ends up being um the vision the vision which I thought the creation of the vision was a little weak it was like what also we have the vision and all of a sudden he's on your team and you're like okay you're on our team I don't have no idea where you came from they re- I would have been way more interested in them talking about how the Jarvis model came in there and really defined who this character was. Yeah. You know what? In the cartoon series, they actually do a, like a three-episode stint on that, on just the creation of Yeah, that. the Vision's, like, he's actually an amazing character. And oh, yeah. And has a really interesting story. And I, I, it, was, it was kind of sad to see them just kind of brush on it. And all of a sudden, he's there. And yeah. then he doesn't even fight that much. Like, he's out of commission. Like in the first part of the battle, which was a, a needed point. Like he did what he needed to do, but it was like, uh, no development there. Yeah, that's true. Also, man, that love story that 
Black Widow Hulk love story. That was really forced. Very yeah. forced. Like, I was actually like, that like, happened. I was like, ah. I didn't see why it was necessary. No. no. And I think it was just like somebody in the studio. I just think a studio head was like, gotta have a love story. Well, it was I would rather weird. than it be trusting weird. each other. Yeah. Be like, we have a good friendship. Yeah. 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 And also characters that have, as far as I know, never been romantically linked in the comics. Never. Like, as far as I know. Like, if, like Captain America and her have been linked. Like, and Hawkeye and her. Yeah. And I, like, they seem to be setting it up. When I, watched, when I watched Winter Soldier, I was like, oh, they're setting that up. And then all of a sudden in this one, she's with the Hulk. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah. Oh, he's the only man she could ever, she could ever love, you know? <laughs> well, so what have we decided then about comic book movies and comic books in general? I think general. we feel like, we'll, I, I feel like we'll all watch all of them ever. All the time forever. Yeah. And we could talk about it for probably four or five hours. We'll, what we'll last thing, have you ever, have you ever not watched a comic book movie? I avoided uh, Fantastic Four Silver Surfer movie. Ooh. That's true. I avoided... I only watched half the first Fantastic Four movie. And I didn't watch the second one because I was... I just I didn't. Wa- I still have never seen it. I didn't get through Green Lantern. I did watch all of that, but I didn't like it. That one I needed to watch because he, as a kid, used to be my favorite superhero. He's still my favorite superhero, like theoretically. I yeah. think he has the best like uh, background and yeah. his legends and everything is great. But that movie, holy shit! I but almost cried. third time's a charm, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Why didn't they just get Nathan Fillion in the first place? Like ten years ago. Nathan Fillion's playing Green Lantern. No, no, he he was. Did you see? There was a he's fan done it in the cartoon trailer that he's became, done the came out before the Ryan Reynolds movie. Okay. That is so well done and so epic, taking Nathan Fillion and making him the Green Lantern. That it's like why it just you just assume that that would be the best way to go when you watch huh. it. Yep, it's on YouTube. Check it out. We'll put a link on on our website for that one too. I'd watch that. Yeah, it's really good, and and they take cuts from you know different movies like and TV shows like Firefly and stuff, and add some CG stuff to it, and it's ah, oh, it'd just be a good Green Lantern. Now he's now he's getting too old. Yeah. Have you seen the 90s Justice League TV show? Yes. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Holy man. I can't believe that got as far as it did. Unbelievable. Like, they're li- literally living in, like, might, might as well be an episode of Full House. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, the joke is the Flash goes into the kitchen, eats all the food, and they're sitting around, like, the dining table, just casually in their outfits. And fat old Martian Manhunter. <laughs> yeah. He's like an 80-year-old fat guy yeah. wearing a shirt, a green shirt. <laughs> Actually, uh, there was another really good uh, Generation X made for TV movie. Oh yeah, it was it made for TV TV movie. Yeah, Generation X. Yeah, it was like a an X Men series in the nineties. Was it called Generation X? Yeah, and it had like Jubilee. The team was led by. Oh no, I didn't see this one at all. The I've never team seen was this. led by Emma Frost and Banshee, and it was like Jubilee, and then a bunch of other characters. Who most didn't go on to much. Uh, Husk, I think, did. Mm-hmm. And uh, Skin. And there was like a bunch of like like epic extreme 90s. But they had to cut most of the characters. Right. Oh, also, there's a guy. He's in the X-Men. Uh, in the X-Men family. He's a British guy who shoots energy beams out of his mouth. But the first time he did, like, destroyed his whole lower jaw. So he just, like, blasts energy beams out of his mouth. 
He was Generation X. He's a really cool character. This is a TV show? This is a comic book. Oh, comic book. Oh, I but then the TV, TV show, show based on the comic okay. book, they had to cut out any... Cool character. Any character that required any sort of special effects. Yeah. And add in a couple, like, they've just made up. So there's a couple brilliant parts in it where, like, every time Banshee screamed... It didn't do it like make a sound like I thought it would, which would be like a high pitched wail. Mm-hmm. Instead, it just sounded like a guy being like, ah, really loud. <laughs> and the whole time, every time Banshee makes an appearance, he just has his mouth open like he's at the end of a yawn. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's not how it's like, no, like, no, not like any like veins popping where he's like laying out, just like, um, Jubilee, her her power and it was so poorly done it was really did, bad did they mm. shoot like roman candles off her fingers basically <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and uh the, the skin character i think in comics is kind of like a low budget mr fantastic mm-hmm. he just has like a lot of extra skin or something yeah. but in this it was just like at one point someone was falling and he went to catch them with his super long arms and you could see him holding his arms out like normal arms and then it's just like an edit to what's clearly like a Stretch Armstrong. Doll. Doll. And then it's just like back to him, close up of his face. Yeah. And my favorite scene in the whole movie, because it was the most obvious flub in editing. There's a girl on the team who they made to have like a, an incredible Hulk-like build. Yeah. That she's very embarrassed about. So to cover it up, she wears baggy jeans and a baggy sweater. But it's just played by any beautiful blonde model. In her baggy jeans. In baggy jeans. And, baggy <laughs> and in one scene, uh, she's at the mall in the change room. She's trying something on. And uh, she takes her shirt off. And then it edits and clips to what is clearly like a male bodybuilder with a bra <laughs> from the back. <laughs> and then someone walks in on her. And she's like, <gasps> and she covers herself with her sweater. And it shows like a full shot of her again. But in the background, it's like a full length mirror showing that she has a beautiful model's body. <laughs> and I'm like, amazing. Like it's, it's one of the worst movies. And the guy who plays Max Headroom is the bad guy. Max Headroom. Uh, Fruer. Matt Fruer. Matt Fruer is the bad yeah. guy. Oh, man. <laughs> who plays nobody in particular. Jesus. That sounds amazing. It's really great. Is that something I can download somewhere? Absolutely. Probably oh, on YouTube. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch that. What was it called? Generation X. Generation X. Oh, we have our home assignments now. Yeah, I write stuff down. Well, uh, Craig, this was fun. It this, was so fun. This is a nice talk. I really liked it. 